Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score from IG Field, the Bombers 47, the Alouettes 17. A texter to the uh, CJOB text line says, missed field goal and single makes it 51. And I could have been shouting 50. Instead, it's 47. And the Bombers win by 30 in just the weirdest game. The weirdest dominant performance on both sides of the football. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown with you in the postgame show. Christian Amell uh, alongside. The Bombers defense allowed three points in this game. They allowed three points in the first meeting of this game. And held the Alouettes to under 200 yards. That is... The offense almost scored 47, but the defense might have been better. Zach's got to buy the defense some beers after this one because that, uh, that's an impressive feat, what they did against a, a professional offense. Let's do the final numbers while we have them. Brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage. They build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.com. Zach Kalaris, 16-24, so 67% completion. 240 yards, four touchdowns. Three interceptions, two pick sixes. What What is the greater lesson? And we'll talk to Zach here in the postgame. It's not show, how you start the game. It's how, it's how you finish it or something like that or it, what you do in between. Yeah, it, well, it's some something about getting knocked down and just getting back up. There's so many cliches we can throw at this gun, at this ne- one. Yeah. Not it, getting it, defeated by... Uh, early failures in this game i could go with some ted lasso references about <laughs> uh, you know short memory like a goldfish you bounce back yeah brady Oliveira, 18 carries for 119 and a touchdown if this game was a little closer he could have put up 150 if they could have kept him in the game uh nick dembski the leading receiver five for 87 dalton shown four for 48 with two scores kenny lawler two for 65 and one score very, they seemed, at least Zach seemed very determined to get Lawler the ball in this one, leading to some of his problems, but ultimately leading to a nice touchdown down to our right. Yeah, he wanted, he certainly wanted to get all his receivers involved in this game, and it, it cost him really forcing the ball to Kenny Lawler. We saw that one bracketed coverage, right? Defender underneath over the top. Guy had leverage underneath on, on uh, Kenny Lawler. There's no way that connection was going to happen. I mean, it would have had to have been a perfect teardrop to drop that one into the bread basket and it was just uh it was it was just pushing too much from zach right so montreal made a concerted effort to take lawler out of the game and it wasn't really until later on in the second half that he had some opportunities jackson jeffcoat five tackles are the only stat on the main page he was way more impactful than that than that We'd hope to talk to Jackson in the post-game show, but he's got a speaking engagement right after the game, so we'll have to catch up with him next week. Winston Rose, an interception. Cam Lawson, Jake Thomas, both with sacks. Tackles getting all the sacks in this one. And Dietrich Nichols with a couple of knockdowns. Got uh, taken out of the game briefly with the injury, but uh, with a couple of knockdowns, Dietrich Nichols doing Dietrich Nichols things. Cody Fajardo, 14-25 for 137 and an interception. And again, people think Montreal is this power-running football team. 11 running back carries for 44 yards as, no, just no. Whether every team in the CFL is conspiring to take that away or, and 
Honestly, Christian Amell, you were down there on the sidelines for this whole thing. Uh, Austin Mack, 5 for 55. As you mentioned earlier, when he goes out of the game, just totally different. There's Montreal's lost by far its best offensive player at that point. Yeah, again, it's not like they were doing much already, but they had some drives where they'd pace together two or three first downs and then kind of stall out. But Austin Mack has had such a revelatory season so far. And without him, like if you take away the Bombers' best receiver, we, we maybe saw it for the first six weeks of the season. They didn't have Kenny Lawler, and they were fine. Uh, Montreal's not that deep, right? Tyson Philpott has a game-breaking ability, and, and you know, three or four years down the road, I'm sure he's going to be a, a really solid receiver in this league still. But they're just not as deep, and they're just not as good as the Blue Bombers. As you've mentioned, yeah, they're, they're a good team. But the gap between the top three and then Montreal and maybe Saskatchewan in that middle tier, it's big. And we saw it tonight. Montreal now in four games against the top three teams hasn't really been all that close. The no. Toronto game, they lose by eight. But the other games are all multi, you know, double-digit victories. And this one tonight, you, you're the Blue Bombers. You throw two pick sixes and you win by 30. That's, that's absurd. That, that's incredible. Yeah. The, the Alouettes offense scored three points tonight. And three points in the first game. Yeah untimely plays and and such and ultimately the fumble right it was the literal play after mac got hurt the fumble the ball just goes by fajardo and they weren't going to win at that point anyway but yeah it's just that was such a backbreaking mistake by fajardo but two and eight now against the bombers right not successful against them since 2019 cody fajardo's lost every game whether he was a rider or an Alouette since 2019 against Winnipeg. Yeah, two and two and ten if you include the playoffs as well. So it's been uh, it's been cold. It's been cold. 173 yards offense for Montreal. So horrific. That's that's tempered a little bit by the two pick sixes. It could have been maybe 199, but that's a dominant defensive performance. The Winnipeg offense puts up 441, three turnovers each way. Winnipeg getting two sacks and allowing just one final numbers brought to you by jml renovations they don't just build a garage they build your garage visit jml renovations.ca brady Oliveira, two touchdowns in this game 119 yards rushing which as i do some quick math gives him 902 yards for the season uh on his way to a thousand on his way to if the schedule breaks right 1500 like yeah. Oliveira. He did it on his literal last play last year when you were when you were in bed and Doug and I were, were calling the game. He was coming out at the half regardless. And he finished what with a thousand and one? Yep. But that was the we took him a bit to get his footing that season. This year he's been the the bell cow of this team and of the league, right? He's been especially when the team gets up. He's been such a factor in helping them put away games because they just wear down the other team's defense. And especially tonight, Montreal's defense was on the field a lot. Yeah, and, and Brady was impactful early in this one, right? Zach's throwing the interceptions. Okay, well, here's Brady. And then he pops one outside. Boom, he's into the end zone for a touchdown. We feel a little better about life as Bomber fans. He is... I'm trying to think of who... Is Brady the best running back in the league? And if so, who's... Who's next? Because he's, he's the best running back on the best team. I don't know if he's the best. Like, if you had a Kadeem Carey on this uh, with this offensive line, and this other, you know, there's a lot of factors. It just goes to show you that's why running backs are give so much credit to the offensive linemen around them and their offensive coordinators because it's such a collective effort. You know, you put you put Brady Oliveira on uh, 
you know, Saskatchewan or, or, or Hamilton. We'll put him on Montreal and he's not going to yeah, get much, I right? Mean, it's, it's a different. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Kadeem Carey because he's been injured, but that cat can run. So, yeah, but Brady is really putting but himself. He's, he's a perfect fit as well. It's also is your style of running complementary to the kind of offense that you want to run. And he's a sledgehammer, right? He's, he's a blunt instrument that just, you know, makes holes in things because you, you, you hit it enough times. And you just keep pounding on it, pounding on it, and eventually it breaks, and then it's you can't do anything about it. And then the damage is catastrophic, and you're scrambling trying to contain it. So he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough kid. He's a super physical runner, and he's got a nice burst, right? I, uh, I'm always impressed anytime I see him break one to the outside, and then uh, you know, as a as a pass catcher. He's very capable as well. We, we saw that in, in the flat for that touchdown reception he had. Yeah. He hits very hard, but you see the craft that he's also developing where there's contact. I just do a quick backward spin, and I can kind of roll off this guy. He's got me, but I can roll off him for an extra four yards. And you go, yards after contact. Okay, that's how you turn a 70-yard game into a 100-yard game, right? Just a little four here, three more there, and you get to get up and point. For the dramatic first down, he's getting some craft in his game, and you're in year two as a starter. Very confident in his abilities. He always has been. Uh, even I remember interviewing him when he was still in college, and you could tell he he was confident in what he could do, and and he's brought that to the CFL. And even today, that that pass he caught from Kolaris was a bullet, right? And he caught it pretty much full stride. He's got good hands, and he's he's super tough runner. But he's not just a guy running over people, as we've seen. He gets the corner, and he's. He's not getting caught, and so they've, they've got themselves quite a piece here in just every position on offense. They've got someone that you, if you said, all right, give me your best at this position, we'll take what we've got across the board on offense. Would you not? Oh, I, are there a couple spots I might like to tinker with? You know, I wouldn't want to mess with. I wouldn't want to mess with anything, and it's it, it's the best receiving core in the CFL. I think it's I think it's we have really Dalton Schoen now. Showing out to be that way. I was working toward showing out and Dalton Schoen. Dalton, Doug Brown ruined it, but thanks for joining us in the postgame show, and congrats on the win. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell me, if you would, your overall impression of this game. You know, I thought we played decently well. Um, it's a football game. There's always a lot of stuff you'd like to correct, you'd like to have go better. Um, and so, you know, we're going to look to that move forward, but, you know, the overall feeling is it was pretty good. Uh What's the feeling for you on a night where you scored two touchdowns and uh, uh, they leave you? Was it the corner route going to the north side they leave you wide open on? Yeah, that was an interesting one. You know, I, I kind of had a read on that play, and it was actually kind of a murky read. I didn't really know what to do, but I felt like it was man coverage pre-snap. I felt like I kind of had two guys on me, but I decided to run the corner anyway. Uh, credit to Zach for hanging in there and sticking with me on that one, and uh, he, put, he put up a good ball and gave me a chance. I like that. You didn't know what to do, so you scored a touchdown. That was good. You should do that whenever you're confused. Yeah, you know, it's decent advice. <laughs> it's, it's good. When, uh, we always kind of wonder, as folks who, who don't play ball, when you're that wide open and the ball's lingering in the air, any dark thoughts go through your mind in that moment? Because we all kind of hold our breath as fans. You know, I think if it's really out there and you know you're going to have to, like, fully extend, you know, you, 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 may, you know, might not be worried, but, you know, it's a tougher catch. But Zach put it super high, let me, you know, get under it, get my hands back. And so that, that was an easy one. What's your mindset as an offense when, you know, first play of the game, pick six going the other way, all of a sudden, you know, you're not even done the first half of the game. 
Uh, the offense has uh, surrendered 14 points to the Alouette defense. What's your guys' mentality? How do you guys rally around that? You know, I think this group's been through so much. Um, whenever we have adversity like that, we're not phased. We're not worried. You know, it's just kind of, hey, let's move on, next play. Um, we know the defense is going to pick us up. We know if they have a mistake, we're going to pick them up. Um, this team's seen it all. They've been through a lot. And so, you know, it's just no questions asked. Next play, let's roll. And that's just the mentality we always got. Uh, overall, overall, what did you make of the Alouettes tonight? Because, I mean, you guys end up putting a lot of points up on the board. What did you make of the Alouettes' performance? You know, I thought they played all right. You know, they're, from my perspective, at least, it's a, it's a defense that flies around and they play hard, they play fast. Um, you know, they, they love to come downhill and uh, what we would call from an offensive perspective, poach all of our routes, you know, and so you know, you know that they're coming. When the ball's in the air, you better be driving back to the ball because they're coming for you. But I think we just executed well enough and made enough plays to, to put together a good showing for us. You, you like that challenge of a defense that, that flies around and tries to confuse you? I mean, yes, and we know we're going to get that every week. We're going to get everyone's best shot. Um, we've had a lot of success around here over the past few years, and so you just know that's coming, and um, you know it kind of raises your game too. And so, it's it's a fun game. Uh, just one final one from me, Dalton. When Brady Oliveira is is feasting like he did at certain points tonight, what's the feeling for you as a, as a receiver, a guy aiding in that, and and a guy who's a part of that offense? Well, we know as an offense, it's going to take a balanced attack to be to be successful um, in this league. You know, you got to be able to run the ball, you got to be able to throw the ball. You can't be predictable. And so when we're kind of clicking on both um, sides, running and throwing, it definitely feels good. It feels smooth. We have good rhythm and stuff. And it allows you to kind of build some drives, you know, and, you know, work the other defense down. And then it opens up maybe some passing game stuff. So it's uh, it takes both sides of it. Dalton, uh, thank you for your time. Congrats on the win. It was a pleasure watching you guys work tonight. Thank you. Dalton shown the Bombers receiver, four catches for 48 yards and two touchdowns as the Bombers take out the Montreal Alouettes. You drop Dalton shown in coverage. I don't understand that. I, I, I would feel like that's that's a big problem. I was going to say I I would pay very te- close attention to him. He led the league, did he not last year? He did, but then you have to pay very close attention to a number of guys in that receiving core. I don't know if my attention span is that great. Uh, probably the biggest reason why I wasn't a professional athlete. But I don't know. I don't know. I I believe we have Cam Lawson standing by. Cam, are you with us? Yes, sir. Cam, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Uh, how was this defense so dominant tonight? We just play hard, play fast. I mean, as long as we stick to, you know, what the coaches implement for us during practice, during the week, um, we can play confident, we can play fast, and we can play hard, and it shows on the field. Uh, for you, what, what allowed you to do, work so well? You seem to be on the quarterback. You're getting sacks. You're you're twisting in and getting pressure. What was working for you tonight? Um, honestly, just a lot of film work throughout the week, and, uh, you know, the D-line had been working on um, – stunts and moves throughout the week that we thought would work on uh, the lineup they came with so yeah just uh putting that into action and uh yeah came to fruition would you mind could you take us through your sack yeah i think we were um we were at an overfront and we were running a, a nasty stunt which is with the two d tackles on the inside and uh they had slid to me which indicates that i have to loop and that ricky the other d tackle on at the time has to uh penetrate through the a gap to kind of Forced the guard to choose between either blocking him or blocking me. Uh, Ricky did a great job penetrating through and uh, cleaning up after I came around and uh, grabbed the quarterback and tried to hold on for dear life. Uh, this is going to be kind of a noob football question, but you're you're doing you're reading that. That's not designed necessarily. You're reading that as it comes out. Yeah, it's called a any anytime we run a nasty, it's a read. So we kind of we have to read the center based on who he decides to block to. Um, 
decides who's the looper and who's the penetrator. Wait, do you prefer one or the other? Do you or do you want to be the guy that's the a gap? Or I like penetrating. Um, okay. Just because it's like mindless, you just get to hit whoever's in front of you, and uh, you know, bounce off. And then some. Most of the time, the penetrator is the one that gets through and and gets to lay out the quarterback, as you can tell with Ricky getting through. So. Yeah, even if they slide away from you, you can go against the grain. Sometimes you, you get a backdoor that way. Exactly, how, yeah. How is your pass rush developing? Uh, we've, we've really noticed up here, you know, it seems to be improving. You seem to be picking up. And uh, you really had a great matchup today. I think that was the left guard out there that you had a ton of success against, was it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just been working on it every day. Um, that's all you can do, right? Uh, being an athlete, all you can do is work on what you need to get better at. And uh, it's nice to see it, um, you know come to fruition during the game and is that a pa- place. is that a power to bowl or a power to rip that you're getting on uh on so right I, side? I had a couple things um i was in the one tech and he he had lunged at me on one play i think it was the first qb hit i had um and i had, i'd assumed they were going to slide based on where the back was so i kind of took one step up like jab step in to kind of bait him into lunging and he overcommitted and then like club and swipe uh swam over him to the b gap and that's where i got the first one the second one was just uh I think they misblocked and they let me through on uh, whatever the play was, and then the third one, um, yeah, that was just the nasty stunt. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and then I had another one. I think where I was getting double teamed, and I swiped. You split. You split yeah, a double I, team. I swiped the. Uh, he like left an arm out. Yeah. It was kind of like a weaker double team where he kind of like leaves the arm out and lets the center deal with it. So I like swiped that arm away and then I turned back and like swiped the center as he was coming in, and then got through. Yeah. Yeah, it's a remarkable development. We've really been watching you progress from up here. So uh, congrats to you on your your, your improved techniques and uh, starting to really make a difference up on the field. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cam, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the win, sir. Thank you. Uh, Cam Lawson, nice enough to join us in the postgame show. The only bomber with a sack and an interception this season. Oh, that's uh, right. Some guys have sacks. Other guys have interceptions. Some have both. Cameron Lawson, the only guy, I believe, as I, I was running through it while we were talking to him, uh, the only guy to have at least one of each. So, uh, congratulations to him. You guys, were just you guys were just full defensive tackle nerding. Oh, out having there, some hey? having some good times on the you know the nasty stunt. I haven't heard that word in a while. You know, and it, it's funny they don't have predetermined because you don't really want to read on those kind of stunts. But and it doesn't really matter. Like the penetrator, if if they're if they're flowing to you, you can backdoor it or you can uh, you get underneath it. You know, so it's it's interesting how they're. They're doing an interior read in terms of uh, determining who goes first on that. Well, and and it's important for them to be getting contributions from kind of everybody in that defensive line. They're still only carrying six defensive linemen. So if Cam Lawson can take reps and and create havoc, Jake Thomas uh, is now number two on the team in sacks, right? He was causing problems today. Ricky Walker crushed a double team to stop a run play down, down here. And uh, Jackson Jeffcoat was a holy terror in this one. Let's go back down to the locker room and welcome in the quarterback, Zach Kalar. Zach, congrats on the win, and thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. What's up? Uh, Give me your overall impression of this game, if you would, please. Yeah, I mean, our defense was unbelievable. I thought offensively uh, we played a really good game, you know, minus the the mistakes that I made. Um, And the the special teams did a good job, too. I I thought uh, all three phases were really damn good. Uh, Again, you know, that's – you know, my fault for putting us in a, in a bad spot like that. It's never, it didn't, didn't make it easy for us, but uh, I thought we played a really clean game, you know, other than uh, the stupidity of uh, some of my mistakes. Uh, just uh, whatever the two interceptions that end up going for scores, whatever, however deep you want to go, if you would, please. 
Sure. Uh, the first one, uh, you know, they did a good job coverage-wise and, uh, you know, something that's kind of, uh, you know, haunted me throughout my career. You know, sometimes your competitive nature gets the, the best of you and uh, you just got to throw the football away there. Uh, the second one, you know, the one I, the one I let go to Kenny, uh, I thought it was a touchdown. I thought the free safety made a really good play on that one. And then uh, the other one, we had a, a run play called an, an RPO uh, of sorts. And, uh, you know, the the hot at the halfback came was the uh, the slant into the boundary and Decoy did a good job of uh, Decoy, sorry, uh, of falling off that and, uh, you know, taking it to the house. Yeah, the, the, the last one you mentioned, it looked like Decoy came a long way to get that. That's yeah, he was guarding Rashid. We brought Rashid back into the box to block a linebacker and he just fell off for, you know, right into the window there. Yeah, it, it felt like... Uh, me being kind of an outsider, it felt like okay, that guy's that guy's done some good work in the film room to, and he gets paid. It was a, it was a good call. It yeah. was a good call by by the, by, by Noel. He did a good job. So uh, when you when that was your first half, when, when that was your first half, Zach, what's your mindset coming up for the second half? Just to play a, a clean game. You know, our, our defense was dominant all night long, and uh, you know, to just to continue to to execute play calls. And I, you know, I thought again, other than you know those three mistakes, uh, we did, we did a pretty pretty good job of that. Well, you guys put up 44 points along the way, so uh, that's that's pretty fair to say. Uh, two touchdowns for for Dalton Schoen. If you if you wouldn't mind just bragging about what Dalton Schoen does out there, Dalton's yeah. a dog. The first one, uh, you know, I actually thought I was going to score there running it, and then yes. uh, and then I was like, holy! Sh-, and then I'm like, I'm going to be 35 here this week. There's no chance. 26 closing me really quick there. <laughs> I was like, man. And uh, Dalton did a good job of. Uh, getting away there the uh the other one was a uh, kind of an option route by him we got the we got the coverage that we wanted and uh you know he was patient with it and uh just kind of left both those guys you know standing there it was a it was, a, it was an awesome route by him and uh just just big uh you know for buck to allow us uh and, and to trust us to, to run routes where there's two or three options on it I, i'm glad you mentioned the short touchdown one where I thought, oh, is Zach going I thought to... I was moving, man. I thought you were going to take it in, but, yeah, Beverett really... Yeah, he really... can run. Beverett can run. <laughs> and then you took the... I, I feel like that's just the prudent play as you approach 35. Sure, sure, sure. I, again, uh, I think, like, maybe... I wouldn't even say five years ago. Maybe ten years ago I could have got in. But I, I, I can remember back to a great cup in 2014. I thought I was going to get a first down, and I think his name was... Uh, Darren Mayo, or it was Mayo for... Oh, uh, Deron Mayo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was scrambling to the left in the Grey Cup in, in Vancouver there, and uh, he hawked me down pretty fast. That, that's when I knew it was over for me. <laughs> Zach, yeah. when this offense is, is healthy and you've got all your weapons at all your, your spots, is, is this one of the most talented thank groups you, you've ever you. worked with? Hi, sweetheart. What's, what's that? Sorry about I, that. I just said when, you're, when your weaponry is healthy and you've got everybody accounted for and you're out there, is this one of the most talented offenses you've ever worked with that's so balanced it's just hard to stop and shut down completely? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously talent-wise, you know, you can uh, rank it up there with, with uh, you know, probably the best group that I've played with. But I think uh, what sets it apart, and it, it, I played with a really smart group in Hamilton too there in, in 14 and 15, so I, I don't want to take anything away from them. But, uh, you know, these guys, we could do so much, you know, in the pass game um, in the run game as well with the motions and stuff like that. Good job, Johnny. Um, there's so much that uh, we're able to kind of, you know, put on our plate, so to speak, because the guys are so smart um, and work so hard. You know, obviously, talent aside, uh, I think we have a really talented group. Um, you know, guys have things that they do exceptionally well. Um you know, individually, and, and, and we, we use their talents really well. But we're, we're able to, you know, go into a game with a lot of a lot of bullets in the chamber, so to speak, uh, you know, and uh, depending on what uh, the defense gives us today. You know, I think, you know, Noel did a really good job today. Every second down was a, a different coverage. It was like a Rolodex of things. So uh, I thought our, our, our guys did a good job of seeing it, getting it in the windows, and, uh, 
you know, we, we created enough explosives to score points. My last question for you is just how do you maintain your composure when you have some adverse situations early in this game? There's a lot of quarterbacks that would be rattled, that would be ruined for the rest of the game if they had some tough experiences like you did in the first half. What is your, how do you keep your composure and your poise? Yeah, he's got to keep going. Uh, you know, I was asked that earlier, uh, you know, by the, by the, the model reporters that were here, but you know, I think I think back to just uh, you know growing up and you know you know unbelievable family and, and, and parents as mentors and, and, and unbelievable uh, you know coaches and teachers that you know kind of always uh, with the position that I was in a lot of the time whether it was you know the, being the quarterback or the point guard on the basketball team and the shortstop on the baseball team you know always kind of being looked to for leadership. It's uh, I was always kind of taught you know you can't you can't show your cards you know you can't get too high you can't get too low you know people around you can can feel that so um, you know between that and then just. Uh, I guess, you know, being in situations like that before and, and, you know, trying to be as calm as possible and resilient as possible, um, it really is just about the people I've been around and, and learning from them. Uh, Zach, congratulations on the win, and it was a pleasure watching you guys work tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. He is the quarterback, Zach Kalaris, uh, joining us. 240 yards and four touchdowns in this game. And we'll just stop talking about it. Hell of a comeback. Right there. It, it, Hell of a comeback. And it, to your point, like, that's not an exaggeration of that would ruin a lot of players. You're talking I, about confidence? There like, are, what there a are, fine line that is to walk. There, yeah, there are fewer than five players. I, we'll discuss this more after we talk to the head coach. There are fewer than five players, I think, that can bounce back the way uh, he did. Uh, the head coach, Mike O'Shea, is with us now. Coach, congrats on the win, and thanks for your time. Yep, thanks, guys. Uh, good, good win. Yeah, overall, what did you, what did you make of tonight? Yeah, it was, I think all three phases played pretty damn good. Um, every every phase would like a play back, but uh, yeah, overall, I don't know, hard to hard to be critical on, on that one, really. Well, I, we were talking about, in the two games against Montreal, your defense allowed six points. They, yeah. they seemed absolutely dominant tonight. Yeah, they were, they were unbelievable. They really were. It's, they were fun to watch. They were you know, spot on and, you know, they, they want more, which is pretty cool too, but they, they should enjoy this one. This was, this was, this was pretty cool to, to be on the sideline for. What did you make of Jackson Jeffcoat's performance tonight? Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't know what else you can say about him. We've talked about him for a number of years. He is as good as they come at the, he's a pure defensive end. You know, he's an excellent pass rusher. He plays hard against the run. He's violent. He's got an edge to him. Uh, he's smart. Uh, you know, he was born to play that spot, and he, he plays it as good as anybody in the league. Well, and he, uh, on the uh, the snap that gets away from Fajardo, uh, I, I I perceived it as smart to get enough of Fajardo, but not so much that that's a penalty. I yeah, thought that's a sharp play. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, absolutely. He shows that he's going for the ball there and, and gets it. And, you know, the ribbing is going to be tomorrow when they see the film that he didn't just scoop it and score, you know, but uh, got tackled by Fajardo. That's fine, you know. Anyway, the, yeah, it's it's really, once again, as a coach, being on the sideline, um, just getting to see these guys work like that is pretty neat. Uh, one more in the in the smart book, and you and I had talked about this at some point uh, before during a coach's show. Dembski takes a takes a running play, and it looks like he's going to get hit for an eight yard loss or so, and he just throws the ball away. And I thought, yeah, that's so smart. That's so yeah. sharp. Yeah, and you know what we're saying? We're saying, God, we stopped the clock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a super smart play, and everybody, it, it's 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 great that he uh, that he thinks like that. You know, 
Are you even surprised anymore by the resiliency of Zach Claris? He had some some tough moments early in this uh, game, some adverse situations, and he just it's water off his back. Yeah, he flushed, does that even phase you? No, he flushes it very quickly and and just processes it again. And you see the throws he made later on. It's he can't be rattled. No, and, and listen, their defense is a, is a good defense. The first one he'd like to have back. The second one, I think, is I'm sure he wants to have it back. But you know, I mean, that's a pretty damn good play by a good player, right? Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. It's, so you've seen a lot of quarterbacks that they had a first half like that, they wouldn't be able to recover. They no. They wouldn't be able to respond. N- no. He's – and, you know, I, I just think uh, it's easy to say he just flushes it, but it might be more than that. He might – it just might raise his play. Yeah, it hardens his determination, <laughs> you know, right? You know, it might just say I'm – Dials him in even uh, more. Yeah, it might. I think that's probably more who he is, right? Is, is he just gets more resolve. Yeah. yeah. Co- Coach Greg McRae got to unleash one on the punt return, took one back 48 yards. What did you feel when? Yeah, he, he's been working so hard. We stick him in that spot. And, I mean, we're wearing his butt out, you know, moving him all around, doing all sorts of things. And it was just so nice for him to get one and get rewarded for taking all those hits, you know. So it was it was pretty cool the way the, the blocking set up very nicely and they squeezed a little bit and left a, a you know, got a yard or two out of place and he took advantage of it. And then you see his speed, his burst, right? So um, very happy for him. He's been working very hard for the guys and the guys are working hard for him, but it's nice to get some payoff for that. Hey, you talk about a guy doing a lot of stuff. Uh, they get Damian Jackson a reception late in the game. It made me smile. I love Buck Pierce a little more now. Yeah, rushing the passer, killing guys on special teams, playing fullback, blocking the heck out of guys, like blocking guys hard, and then rushing the passer at the end and out of gas. And uh, I think his teammates just, they love that he has no quit. He refu- he refuses to be tired, and it looks bad. Like, he looks tired. And he just musters up the courage and goes again. And it's, I think his teammates really appreciate that. They all see it for sure. Uh, Coach, one final one from me. Uh, up 44-17, you challenge a play. Just <laughs> just never quit? Is that? Well, it's, it's P.I. I mean, we got to. Can't let them get away with it. Well, you know, Rashid knows it's P.I. I can just blow it off and say, no, nah, not right now, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know. I mean, the player expects that, right? He wants to be rewarded for his hard work. He beat the guy inside. The guy grabbed him. And, it, you know, it's sure it would be easy to let it go, but not for the guy's sake, not for the player's sake. But anyway. Yeah, support your guy. I, I hadn't thought yeah. of it in that frame, but that's... Yeah, I got like, to support him. Just I, like the Armed Forces, Canadian Armed Forces. I mean, I, this is a big game. The guys really appreciate it. The sense of gratitude at the beginning of the game. Um with, with all the armed force members in the stands and not just the flyover, just that. I mean, it's, this is an important game to make sure we honor our, our Canadian armed forces. Cameron Lawson uh, and his pass rush really seem to jump off the page for us. Have you noticed uh, him shifting gears in his development and practice and such? He, he really, uh, he's starting to get some consistent push out there in the middle of the field. Yeah. He, you know, he was just hampered earlier on with a little bit of a, an injury, you know, and he's, come on quite now he's always had very good push he always for uh, a bigger like he's not short you know he's a taller guy 
you know, he's not 6'6 or anything, but he's a tall enough guy. He's got really long arms, but he plays with great leverage. Yeah, he's I got some nice move. Nice yeah, he, you know, it's not, it, once again, it's nice to see that pay off for him too. But, um, you know, they rush the passer as a group. It's not ever about one guy. Somebody ends up doing well, but it's never about one guy's solo effort. Coach, thank you for your time. Congrats on the win. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. It, it was it was terrific. He's the head coach. A little bit of everything. Mike O'Shea, there, there really was. Um, a little bit of hair pulling and all the way to jubilation, right? Full spectrum of emotions in this victory. If you just overlook the two What are they doing? What is Zach doing? Oh, wait. Four touchdowns. Okay. That's everything. Everything you ever wanted in a football game, right? From the worst possible to, to utter elation. In my mind, it'll be 44-3 to three the final. How about that? That's, that's it's, uh, yeah. Sounds better. I'll, I'll keep those two pick sixes in mind, but that was a dominant performance from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, plenty more to come. The drive of the game. There were a few candidates for the hardest hit of the game. We'll, we'll do those as well. When we return to IG Field, 47-17 the final. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football at 680. CJOB. When a story breaks, when severe weather hits, when a traffic issue is going to affect your drive, 680 CJOB is your place to turn for the information you need. Join the city's biggest conversation as expert guests break down the biggest stories, live and local coverage as it's happening. And we get it all started first thing in the morning with the start. Four hours of fresh outlooks, engaging conversation, information as you need it, and plenty of fun along the way. Catch the start 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 680 I'm here with Reed from Turning Leaf Services. Reed, can you describe how it feels to work at Turning Leaf? I would describe the feeling of working at Turning Leaf as a feeling of being a part of a larger community, a feeling of being a part of a greater change, and a feeling of putting in your contribution to the family that is our community, our city, and our world. Supporting the most vulnerable in our community, Turning Leaf is changing lives, and you can too. Apply at turningleafservices.ca. Well, you love great windows, Pioneer. Winnipeggers love good quality at an affordable price. And that's why they love Pioneer Window and Door. Made right here in Winnipeg since 1989, Pioneer Window and Door is a family-run business. Designed and made for Manitobans by a Manitoban family. From initial quote to install and service, there's only one Pioneer Window and Door. Something to sing about. Pioneer Window and Door. Looking for an outdoor lighting solution for your deck and landscape? Look no further than Windeck. Hi, I'm Mel Duick. Windeck is a premier dealer for in-light outdoor lighting, a lighting system that can be installed by anyone who can plug in a toaster, control your lights with Bluetooth phone application, and get lit with in-light. Enjoy your backyard investment well into the night. Don't let the sun end your fun. For more information on in-light, come visit our showroom, 937 Redonda Street, and see what fixtures fit you. Windeck. Do it once. Do it right. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Joe Zima's kickoff is up and we're underway with Greg McRae from his 15-yard line on the numbers, 25. Bends back left, 30. Bumps into his own man, falls forward to the 39-yard line. Pretty good return for Greg McRae to the right-hand side. First and 10, a six-receiver set versus a three-man rush. Kalaros dancing around to his right. Sean Lemon from behind. Kalaros 
throws it, is picked off immediately, taken away, and to the end zone on the first play of the game, a defensive touchdown for Tyrell Richards as Kolaris was looking back to the middle of the field. They'll hand it off to Oliveira. Big gap to his left-hand side if he can get there. 35, 30, drops his head, and Brady Oliveira with a tremendous gain on first down, and that will be a Blue Bombers first down. Second and goal from the four. Ellie and Jackson lined up to the left-hand side. Three receivers the other side. They'll fake it to Oliveira. Kolaris is going to run and dumps it off to Schoen for the touchdown. Kolaris wasn't going to get the edge on Beverett, but he did get it to his buddy Dalton Schoen, and the Bombers are on the board. First and 20. Alouettes now for the Bomber 48-yard line. Mayala comes into the backfield as well. Four-man rush. So comeback run for Phil Potto gets oh. absolutely blasted. Who's that? Or is Red that Evan Holm? Retta Cramdy hit him high as Evan Holm had him low. Philpot was wobbly and he goes down to a knee. That was a shot from Retta Cramdy. Al's first down for their own 16-yard line. Running back going nowhere. Jackson Jeffcoat hammers. That's man in the backfield, uh, Walter Fletcher, excuse me for a loss. Kalaris looking left on second down. Oh, he's got Lawler wide open. A little under throw, caught at the 35. Made a move on Casey Rogers, or Cordell Rogers, pardon me, and Kenny Lawler. There's the big catch they were looking for. Four-man rush, thrown out wide, picked off. Winston Roses and hung in the air, took it away from Chandler Worthy. Fajardo hung it up, and Winston Rose taking it away. Brukop sneaking to the left-hand side, and the signal from Densky is touchdown, and it is for the officials as well. Dakota Brukop into the end zone for the touchdown. Three receivers to the right. Four-man rush. Fajardo missed the snap. It's on the ground. Chase for the ball, and the Bombers have it. Jackson Jeffcoat is on it. He won the race with Fajardo as the snap went awry. It just went right through Fajardo's hand. Third, and they're calling it two on the board here. Bombers put five across the line of scrimmage. Fajardo, straight drop. He goes deep for Herji Mayala. Tipped his hands and knocked away by Dietrich Nichols. Mayala probably should have had that, but Dietrich Nichols denies, and it's a turnover on downs. Second and eight. Kolaris, blitz coming. Goes deep into the end zone for the touchdown. Kenny Lawler, touchdown. High kick, McCray to his left on the 20-yard line. Flag down for no yards. McCray's got face on the right. 25, 30, 35, beats even to the edge, Greg McCray midfield, and he's wrestled out by Jeshrin Antwi. There is the Greg McCray we've been promised for so long, and the Bombers will be in great field position from the six, Kalaris looking left, flat for Oliver for the touchdown. Stepped in front of Tyrese Beverett and Brady Oliveira. Relaxing in the end zone with his second touchdown of the game. Alexander will kneel this down, and this game is over. Final score from IG Field. Blue Bombers 47, the Alouettes 17. A few more highlights than last week's game in Calgary. Brayden Owasco giving us the sounds of the game. Vic is on the text line, says, same score as the 1984 Grey Cup, 47-17, Bombers over Ticats. And Bruce is uh, is looking forward a few weeks. Does anyone know if there'll be a radio broadcast for the Grey Cup this year? We may have to find a way to do that. Uh, Bruce, 
I love it. Greg Mackling is cringing inside, feeling that's a curse. I love it. Uh, I absolutely love it. Let's do the drive of the game. It's brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It will be a game changer. The Bombers did trail in this game. 17-14 at one point. 7-0 after the first play of the game. Uh, but up, up, up. They led 14-10. They trailed 17-14. Where? So Brady Oliveira rushes for a 26-yard touchdown. Let me pull up that drive. You can tell Doug I prepared very well for this particular well, segment. Well, to be right fair, the, the CFL's website isn't the most helpful thing when you need something in a jiffy <laughs> these days. Uh, I believe that was, no, that was the interception drive. One play, zero yards. That's Welcome to Derek Googles on CJOB. Yes. Four plays, 77 yards, and the Bombers have another touchdown to end the first half of, of play. Uh, they take the lead to halftime when it looked, I mean, against a, a different team. If that happened against, if this game was against the Toronto Argos, we would have felt pretty dark about two pick sixes. But they just bossed the Alouettes after game. that. And it, it Can't really wait to see Toronto play that two week span, right? Last last year, the Toronto BC was, oh, man, they're going one end of the country to the other on a short turnaround this week. This year, it's ooh the three big dogs over two consecutive weeks get to go at it. So uh, I'm going to say uh, late second half ends in a Brady Oliveira touchdown. First, late, half. first half, pardon me, second quarter ends in a Brady Oliveira touchdown. Uh, Brady is so Brady's just different this year. Just different than last year confident honestly it's probably confidence right because physically he looks like the same guy as last year but he hits holes and he finds yards and he crushes dudes well he was a young back coming out of the shadow of andrew harris last year and it wasn't his job necessarily right coming out of training camp it was a kind of an undefined split between him and johnny augustine and for the first few weeks of the season Neither really did anything to wrestle the job away from the other, but as the season went along, he really became the guy, ended up you know, breaking 1,000 yards, and now this year you can definitely tell he's got an incredible amount of confidence, and he's been an incredible weapon. Yes, the, the touchdowns aren't necessarily there because the, uh, the patented one-yard backup quarterback touchdown plunge from the one, but he's just an incredible part of this team, and, and he, the last couple of weeks – when things haven't necessarily been going great in the passing game, there's Brady Oliveira in the first half last week, keeping the Bombers in it, and second half not so much, but this week, both halves, top to bottom, he was fantastic. And I just can't get over the fact that Zach Kolaris threw six touchdowns in this game, and, <laughs> and four of them were to his team, and two of them were to the other team. It's it's the... the, the they won by 30! They won by 30! The gap between the two is is enormous. And yeah, I, let's not gloss over the Rough Riders, because uh, obviously there's a lot of history there. Even when one team sucks and the other is great, the games tend to be decent over the next couple of weeks, but... Winnipeg should win both those games and be eleven and two, and then they go to Hamilton, and then we could and finally talk. We could finally get the game we've been waiting all year for—a Grey Cup rematch at the end of September. And they only play once, and I don't understand the schedule. Why does the CFL do this to themselves? 
could have just such a marquee game. I, do, how many marquee games do maybe you really they for, want? Maybe they season? forgot to write down who played in the Grey Cup last year. Maybe they forgot when they were making this. That's why they right. give Toronto all their buys in the first three weeks of the season. I, I'm just saying, week one, Thursday night opener. Toronto hosts Winnipeg. Oh, I was going to say Hamilton goes to Calgary. Bo Levi Mitchell goes sure. to Friday night, Toronto versus Winnipeg. Well, Boom. So, so week Bo, one, the, then just put four of the teams in the blender fair, and who the hell cares. Bo Levi hadn't signed with Hamilton when the schedule came out in December. That hadn't happened yet. He'd been yet. traded to Hamilton, though. Yeah, that's he had, true. He hadn't re-signed, but that's he'd been true. traded there. But it, and it was, uh, you know, fait accompli always, at that point. But, like, this, the NFL does it. They put their champion on Thursday night. They host a game. Toronto didn't play week one this year, but... The, the NFL knows storylines, right? And I'll I'll go to it forever. And Russell Wilson taking on his Seahawks the first year he he's left them. Week twelve, Deshaun Watson back from his super gross suspension plays against the team he used to play for, Cleveland at Houston. The NFL knows how to create the NBA. You don't put us throw any teams on in the two prime spots on Christmas Day. You throw the best matchups out there. Golden State takes on LeBron's Cleveland. Cavaliers, right? That kind of thing. So the CFL's got Labor Day. They don't have to think about Labor Day because it's the same matchups every year. A sexy Calgary-Edmonton matchup. Mm. Maybe, but yeah. How does Fighting for that crossover. Winnipeg does not play Toronto twice this year. Ugh. Winnipeg had no game scheduled against La Police. Andrew Harris has never been back to IG Field as a Toronto Argo. We need to... We We're need airing to, the grievances a little early here. We need to talk this out on the... On the uh, CGOB Sports yes. Show at some point because yes. I, I need to get in full uh, full voice on that. Drive of the Game brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It will be a game changer. It's 11.30. We'll take a break. Hardest hit of the game and more coming up from IG Field. Bombers win by 30. Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. 680 CJOB is your place to turn for the information you need. And we get it all started first thing in the morning with the start. Four hours of fresh outlooks, engaging conversation, information as you need it, and plenty of fun along the way. Catch the start 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 680 CJOB. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. He took a brutal shot from the safety and held on instant field position. 25, 15, 10, Dolphins, Jonas going to score. Bet on blue at playnow.com. Enjoy responsibly. You know that capable person who knows the right way to do stuff, has the right tools for every job, and is willing to lend them to you? That's who Princess Auto proudly calls a customer. That handy neighbor who jumps in whenever anyone's moving, building, or fixing something? Yep, that's a Princess Auto customer. That expert who's always taking something apart or powering something up? Yep, Princess Auto customer. Thanks for being a customer. Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football, Ideas, Tools. You raised them, nurtured them, and watched them go off to school. So who better than you, as a parent, to know what is best for your child? It's been almost 30 years since parental rights were enshrined in the Public Schools Act, but things have really changed. So it's time to enhance your rights, because we believe you have the right to be informed and the right to choose what is going on with your child in school. We're the only party fighting for parental rights and for you. Authorized by the Financial Officer, PC Party of Manitoba. I'm Phil Squarey from Lux Furniture Company. We rarely do sales, but when we do, we do it big. Our tent event is on now. You'll save 30 to 60% on a huge selection of indoor and outdoor furniture, floor models, discontinued sets, samples and overstocks. Save big in the tent 
and in the store. Luxurious furniture for your home and patio, redefined and on sale. Find your style at Lux Furniture Company. Home and patio redefined. 120 McPhillips. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. We continue from IG Field celebrating the Bombers' 47-17 win over the Montreal Alouettes. The defense allowed six points in eight quarters of play against the Alouettes this season. It's time for the hardest hit of the game, brought to you by Vernos Auto Body. For collision repairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernos Auto Body. The hardest hit of the game sounded something like this. First and 20, Alouettes now for the Bomber 48-yard line. Mayala comes into the backfield as well. Four-man rush. The comeback route for Philpott who gets oh. absolutely blasted. Who's that? Or is that Evan Holm? Retta Cramdy hit him high as Evan Holm had him low. Philpot was wobbly and he goes down to a knee. That was a shot from Retta Cramdy. They almost lost Philpot on that one. They would lose Austin Mack later as his head slammed off the turf. There were some blows thrown in Monster this game, Doug shots. Brown. Yeah, it was a, it was a very physical, high-contact game. And it was on a non-play, right? It was offside on Montreal on that play. And uh, so the play didn't even end up counting oh, that he got slammed on off. Austin. And he, he was, was the he guy was offside. Was yeah. Oh, yeah, the, where, where Matt got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. But back to the hit of the game. Fantastic. Reddit Cramdy, you know, making some making the things happen. It, it, it's been – that's been an interesting move we haven't talked a ton about, but they just went, hey, Alden Darby – they didn't do it for the ratio. They just said, Reda, you're – could be better for us than Alden Darby. Yeah. Alden pressed into action at safety today when Dietrich Nichols Very went briefly. For, for a couple of plays. Uh, Dietrich, he, he came back. He was fine. Uh, Alexander was in the tent at some point. Yeah, as soon as you said he was in the tent, he was out of the tent. So I, I saw him on the sideline. So he was, he was fine. That's very good. The defense was just fine as well. And they give us the hardest hit of the game, brought to you by Vernas Auto Body. For collision repairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. It is 11.35. We'll take a one final break. We'll wrap it up and set you up for next Sunday, Labor Day. I can't believe September is here already. And yet I can't believe the Toronto, B.C., couple weeks isn't here quite yet i keep trying to hit fast forward on my life and it's just not getting there plenty to come from ig field the bombers a big winner nine and two on the season princess auto blue bomber football on 680 cjob just before he was hanged a prospector accused of murder sets a curse on anyone searching for his hidden gold I'm Crew Williams, the host of the Dead Man's Curse, Slumox Gold Podcast, inviting you to join us on our journey inside this 150-year-old mystery as we sort fact from fiction. Listen to all 12 episodes from Season 1 right now. Search for and follow Dead Man's Curse, Slumox Gold, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Monday nights, Palmer Nation gets the chance to ask questions, and the man in charge provides answers in his own way. Andy is on the text line, says, Coach O'Shea, will there be any changes to the Bombers' secondary this week? Not sure yet. That sounds like a day four question. <laughs> do we do a radio show on day four? We could, if you're up for it. Yeah, it sounds like a day four question. Monday nights at 7, Mike O'Shea joins Derek Taylor in studio to take your calls and texts. The Weekly Bomber Coaches Show, all season long and only on 680 CJOB. 
The Salvation Army, serving the community all year round with food security programs, emergency shelter, literacy and employment programs, and more. To get involved or make a donation, visit SalvationArmy.ca. Giving hope today. Here's an activity you can do for life. Five and ten pin bowling is always great fun. Join a bowling league today, sponsored by Bowl Manitoba. Find the lanes nearest to you by following Bowl Manitoba on Facebook or Instagram. Get set to vote in the upcoming provincial election on October 3rd. Elections Manitoba officials will be visiting homes in some areas across the province until August 24th to help Manitobans register to vote. Being registered before the election makes voting faster, but you can also register at the poll when you vote. If you voted in a provincial election or by-election, you're already registered. It's easy to register online. Check, register, or update your information online at electionsmanitoba.ca. That's electionsmanitoba.ca. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final moments for us from IG Field. The Bombers, a 30-point win over the Montreal Alouettes, going to 9-2 on the season. From the text line, uh, can you guys touch on the Owls blocking the defensive signals? Is stealing them a common thing? They had those big uh, whatever boards up to block the coaches from being seen from upstairs. I'd, I'd heard that uh, teams were doing that when they go to Calgary because they're concerned about it. I feel like maybe paranoia is just following everybody throughout the Canadian football league. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, so. they, they had two big, two big uh, whatever cardboard boards. I can't think of the actual material they're made of. But just to block anybody from seeing the coaches because you don't want any lips being read or whatever. Okay. Just, it's, I don't know, make plays on the field? <laughs> at least your concerns, Montreal. Uh, Sheldon says, awesome job by the defense. Only gave up three points. Two games, six points. What on earth? Uh, and the CFL stats don't show Jackson Jeff Goat's fumble recovery. Uh, it shows five tackles. You're right. It doesn't show. He was. That was very obviously a fumble recovery. And he was absolutely <laughs> we'll get to it. dominant, dominant uh, tonight. So Montreal is in the rearview mirror. Nine and two with two games coming against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders featuring Third-string quarterback Jake Dolagala and a bunch of receivers that uh, it's been a rough year for Sass. Darrell Walker cut after eight games, so they didn't have to pay him out for the full season. Jake Winicky hasn't been much, but then Samuel Emelis is a star in this league now with another unbelievable touchdown catch. Good game. What Didn't Saskatchewan just beat BC? They did. And it's Labor Day Classic. They did. It's not a foregone conclusion. BC shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times. Yeah, but Saskatchewan still won. It's no gimme. It was last year was well last year the Labor Day game was 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 competitive. The Banjo Bowl was not because Saskatchewan was apparently very ill. The Labor Day the year before was like twenty three to eight. The Bombers just absolutely mauled the Riders and allowed them nothing. Saskatchewan is uh, distinctly. We talked about Montreal, or I talked about Montreal being distinctly second tier. Is Saskatchewan? distinctly second tier because the first game trevor harris was doing some good stuff but it ain't trevor harris right now yeah i mean like i said i've i think they're certainly going to be a confident bunch based on what they did against bc and uh, how they usually play and uh, the fabled story of the labor day classic where anything can happen and will happen so 
Uh, I would I would expect it to be a competitive game for sure at the LDC. I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. It was a competitive game last time we were out there. Granted, different caliber of quarterback, obviously here, but it's uh, trust me, it's a, it's a it's a tough place to go and uh, assure yourself a victory. That one ended up being an 18 point bomber victory, but they were Saskatchewan was toe to toe with them for a while. 45 27, right? Yeah, so I just. Injuries are, are feel like everything in the CFL this year. If you're on your fourth quarterback, bless your heart, you might pip the the bombers in one game in overtime, but it, it's going to go bad for you. So I, the bomber, I, I'll just throw this out, and Christian, you send it back or you you confirm it. The bombers will will feel disappointed if they don't win both against Sask. They'll feel disappointed if they don't win every game for the rest of the season. Because that's what pro teams do, right? They're, yeah, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. If you lose to Toronto, okay, I can't. Toronto's very good. You, yeah. the Bombers. You go are, to BC and you lose to BC. You're disappointed because you're probably not hosting the West Final anymore. But they are better than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are in just about every facet, right? And, and we saw that in week two. And Saskatchewan's worse now than they were then because they are banged up. Now, they do have receivers back that they didn't have then. I, I really like Emelis. I think he's he's becoming a really good player. But they don't have a quarterback, right? Jake Dolagalas, he threw some balls that weren't perfect that his receivers made great plays on. And, and that has to happen to some degree. But, you know, fine wasn't great. And Dolagalas' film over the course of his, you know, short CFL career does not paint a gigantically pretty picture. BC gave them the ball a few times in that game last weekend to help them have this huge lead that they they just about coughed up because BC's that strong. But, you know, the Bombers gave Montreal 14 points tonight and still <laughs> won by 30. So, yeah, I, yes, Winnipeg should absolutely win those games, especially the Labor Day Classic is, is the one that Saskatchewan has the chance in. Banjo Bowl, you, lately the Bombers have been just crushing them in the Banjo Bowl. So at the Labor Day Classic, yeah, I'd expect a Bomber win, but... If you just give the t- other team 14 points, who knows what happens? I would have a twinge of discomfort if the Bombers host the West semifinal in Saskatchewan with a healthy Trevor Harris is here. I would twin. Not a lot, but I'd be like, oh, he was pretty good. He threw those the couple of darts in that game. And, mm. But, yeah, this is the Jake Dolagala show now, and they can run the ball, but there's not a lot else going right for the Riders. I mean, they beat BC, but 5-5. Five and five on the season thus far uh that will be next sunday so a long turnaround the the riders have the bye the bombers have a very long week to get to the labor day game doug brown and i will be there live from saskatchewan two-hour pregame show and hopefully a 10th bomber win of the season for doug brown christian amell for oh gosh who else was with us greg mackling uh ed tate was a very valuable contributor to the game mike guyson Looking for attention at all times. Jerry just knowing that he's cool and he takes care of us. Marissa Turton, Skylar Peters, so many people contribute to these broadcasts. Thank you so much to everybody. Thank you to you for spending your time with us on this Thursday night. Don't forget Braden. Braden Owasco, a Braden Owasco production. 47-17, the final score. Bombers roll into the Labor Day Classic feeling pretty, pretty good. Appreciate you being with us for Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football. On 680 CJOB.
for the W. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers and 680 CJOB.